0: Well, I'm not going to get into what I know or what I don't know. Here's what I know.
1: No one is the suppository of all wisdom. It's like medicine, though. You have, to, you have to write the stuff or else what are you going to do with the feelings inside? Wade just walks over to me. Hey, what you
2: reading for?
0: <laughs> we will decide who comes to this country and the circumstances in which they come. When you exert a force on one end of the lever... It produces another force here on the other end to lift the load.
2: In summing up, it's my it's justice, it's law, it's the vibe,
3: and uh, uh, no, that's it. It's the vibe. Welcome to. Episode 5 of The Lever. Thanks for joining us. Uh, just before we get started, just want to acknowledge that we're recording this on Wurundjeri, Boon Wurrung and Woi Wurrung land of the Kulin Nation, that sovereignty was never ceded and we pay our respects to elders past and present and families from these communities too. So, I'm joined today by a fantastic crew. I'm Luke, everyone out there.
0: I'm Tom. I'm Melanie. And Ben.
3: Thanks for joining me, guys. I I'm enjoying your works on our previous episodes. Yeah, if you're if you're listening out there and you this is your first approach to the lever, then please feel free to go and check out our earlier episodes. Some of them are on the lighter side. Some of them are pretty heavy. And the lever is kind of trying to straddle serious topics, but the idea is that the world's so terrible that you have to laugh and finding the absurdity. So uh, please do write in and tell us how we're not getting that balance at all correct, <laughs> as as you would wish it to be. So I think it's a real tough balance. And also, I think comedy is always, you're always at risk of offending Somebody, but uh we'll we'll try and get it right. In fact this little spiel might not even make it into the <laughs> final draft of the podcast, so I don't feel the need to respond. Um, we're gonna start off <laughs> Any any uh thoughts people would like to feed in about the project overall? I was part of the first episode and you know,
1: listening back to it I've kind of felt like I was putting myself out there as a defender of the privileged class and it felt kind of a bit... I don't know. Felt it felt a little bit wrong.
3: Challenging the uh, inner conservative. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, I mean, I guess technically I was just trying to play the devil's advocate, but um, it still felt a little bit gross. So, uh, <laughs> you know, well, I'll just return to being a champion of the people. And- out fine from there. Such a
3: populist time. I've, yeah. I've dived on the grenade of all the hate mail that we've received um, yeah, right. for you yeah, that, right. yeah, yeah, that right.
1: week. So. No, I think I was defending the poo jogger and that was just- <laughs> his coping mechanism and yeah it doesn't matter the salary if you're stressed out then you, you probably have a license to work through that stress in any way you feel appropriate
3: well I definitely got in touch with my like inner sexist when we tried to talk about men's violence against women so you know, yeah that's right. okay. it's all balancing what about your Mel or Ben
0: well conversely I thought it was interesting in the uh, second episode that I seem to be the defender of of men and play this overly fair hand and I yes. thought that was really interesting in retrospection. <laughs>
3: you were sticking up for all your the men in your life who we're trying to be good feminists, even though they were being terrible ones, but, but trying not to castigate people for not getting it completely right all the time. Is that, yeah. and, and I thought that was a really, I mean, that was better than if me or Ben were offering that. <laughs> Cut us a break, Matt.
0: <laughs> I was overly um, generous, I think. Yeah. But that's okay.
3: <laughs> better you than me in that topic, though. <laughs> Absolutely. What about you, Benjamin? Uh, well,
2: look, to be honest, I've, I've only heard part of the episode that, that I was on.
3: So, did you partly like it or partly freak out? Uh,
2: I, I quite liked it. I think
3: editing can do a lot of magic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> as indeed uh, we've already got things that I'll be editing out of my own tirade, including that gap. I go. take out all the arms. Yeah. Me and my take niece take out the arms. Has anyone heard episode three? Me and my niece did this, you know, just about how easily it is to be sexually harassed in grade three and four. And me and my niece say the word like. I must have edited out the word like hundreds of times, literally hundreds. Mm.
1: Yeah, great. If you can edit out all of my you knows, uh, that would be that'd be really great too.
0: So You know at Toastmasters they when you do your speeches, they rate you on on your ums and ahs and likes. Yeah. Did you know that? Do they really? Yeah. Yeah. What did did you get?
3: What did you score?
0: A lot. I can't remember what the score was. Is that high you know score good? Is that, to- yeah,
1: is a high score good? Toastmasters, I assume it's a public speaking. Is all yeah. like global
3: warming. Two degrees. <laughs> Maybe we can do three. <laughs> yeah, a high score is bad in the Toastmasters. Like so, yeah. Ben, any on any comment on that balance between taking the world seriously, but finding absurdity in it and sort of trying to appreciate it in, in a way that we can, like, survive? Well, I mean, it's common sense, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, the world is complex.
2: How much absurdity do you want to find in something extremely violent or abusive? Then again, if
3: something's mildly violent and abusive, there's probably a lot of absurdity to be found. <laughs> I had no idea where you're going with that. And by the end of the sentence, I was fully on board. Like, hundred, I was like, yeah, I that totally checks out. Like,
2: so I think, you know, we're bringing... Human approach to human social matters. And I think, you know, I reckon, I reckon we're up to the task. The recent ongoing controversy over the Ramsey Centre for Western Civilization. It's an Australian thing, a Melbourne <sighs>
3: thing, an tactical. what do we?
2: Yeah, it's Antarctic. It's for penguins. Really Fantastic. High-performing. Um, <laughs> they they brought, brought it up to the mainland of Australia. And so, okay, just I suppose the first paragraph of Wikipedia entry would be, Ramsey, Centre for Western Civilisation, is a program based on an endowment from Paul Ramsey, the late Paul Ramsey, healthcare.
3: Is he the chef who yells at everyone? No.
2: He's at <laughs> healthcare. There's Ramsey Health around Australia. Uh-huh. So, he was the, the guy behind that, okay. Is
1: he
0: a good guy?
2: He, he wanted to start up the Centre for Western Civilisation, so... Probably depends on how you feel about that. <laughs> um, I, maybe he was a lovely guy. You know, the Conservatives are very cultured, lovely people. Nice in their private lives, devastating in their policy voting. Yeah. I mean, the Nazis were very cultured people. Very musical. Hitler
3: and I They were, and were very musical, oh. although
1: they had
2: certain predispositions, yeah, which might have shown up their biases. Was he a nice guy? Well, I, look, I... I don't know if that's relevant. Really, like he's, he's 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 dead. The issue is this: this endowment is for a we university to or up to three universities to start offering a program in Western civilization. Okay. Fantastic! So it'll be called the Ramsey Centre for Western Civilization. ANU, Australian National University, were in negotiations for quite a while. Under a bit of pressure, they decided no, nah, it's too controversial. Obviously, every university wants money. Because the government Mm. have been cutting their funding for so many years now. Sydney Uni now is in negotiation. There might be other unis who are too. Now, obviously, for leftists, you don't have to kind of like explain what might be a problem with a program in Western civilization, which is only a bachelor program. The distinguishing thing about it is it offers, I think, $25,000 scholarships for undergraduates. Right. Which is wow. pretty good. Substantial.
0: Yeah. That's half the cost of a degree, isn't
2: it? Well, and the
3: degrees paid for, I think.
0: So oh. that's a, mm.
2: a living wage. Well, wow. That's yeah. a wage. Yeah. yeah.
0: Wow.
3: So no one has to pull beers at the luau. So it cannot be, a, <laughs> cannot be propaganda. Yeah, the luau has really, been be closed for years. <laughs> so anyway,
2: yeah. Uh, the Ramsey Centre for Western Civilization. Should a university be taking it up? And like Tony Abbott said, this is one of the distinguishing <laughs> things. It's not... Sorry. He's he's on the board of this institution, by the way. It's It's not just... It's not just a program about Western civilization. it's a program in favour of Western civilization. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Is
3: this part of the controversy because has it been kind of defended as, you know, a balancing correlative to sort of Islamic centres and Asian centres where, you know, the Australian tertiary sector tries to recognise diversity in the world and important things in the world and sets up these other centres? And is the Ramsey Centre kind of like a a reaction to that or...? uh meant to be a balancing is that what's going on
2: I think it is I think uh it is um kind of following on from these calls from conservatives for a long time for us to look at um you know the all of the benefits of western civilization and stop focusing on you know all the hundreds of millions that we've killed along the way mm. all the plundering that we've well, people done People do die and lose And their everything that we like
3: still do naturally. in a colonial sense <laughs> I went out a few weeks ago and I lost some stuff but do I blame the people who took my shit, or do I blame myself? <laughs> you well, know, it depends what you lost and how much <laughs> of it you lost. I don't know. I feel like having a, like a, a centre advocating like Western civilisation and all it's accomplished. Like Melbourne, say, could have a centre for the second-hand bicycle market of like stealing people's bikes and reassembling them and sort of selling them off. Mm. Like that's a cool. That's a cool thing. Well, you know, just giving a voice to the voiceless. Because when you win, you don't have time to talk.
1: Yeah, no, I don't know. That old adage. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, Just when it comes to when it comes to the left, which I you know, I still identify as despite being strongly every, on the left, <laughs> despite, despite every appearance, indications, on show. despite all indications from episode one and this episode here, I still identify as being on the left. There's and, nothing more left left than from a, a gross hypocrisy. So <laughs> yeah, please. Absolutely. But I just think that there's a there's a problem with taking that, that position of what have the Romans ever done for us? Like mm. Mm, uh, roads, <laughs> uh, the aqueducts, uh, the postal service. Apart from par, those. Apart uh, from those things. What have the Romans ever done exactly. for us? Exactly. And and like Lord once again, uh, yes, it's <laughs> <are> okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like apart from those, apart from um, those. Yeah, and that seems to be the position that a lot of people on the left take of like a what is the worth of western civilization his position
3: counterbalances but his then what about how much you before gonna, that there was nothing how much are you going to defend folks who say well yes it's great that you got that road for me but a i never asked you for that road b i'm not allowed to use that road c my ancestors and family were like indentured slaves to build the road and you also built it over my house <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah
3: and no, also absolutely. you took away all the water yeah so or poisoned it yeah or poisoned it or Or just gave me your germs in a really passive way Mm. yeah I'm just trying to find the
2: letter from the Sydney academics they wrote a damning letter saying this was basically white supremacy kind of in large oh wow so they came out very strong yeah absolutely I think an editorial from the Ramsey Centre itself says if we believe a long march through the institutions has been successful then it follows that any pushback is going to encounter resistance that in essence is what is happening as the Australian National University rejects a study and scholars Proposal from the Ramsey Center for Western Civilization and other university faculties prepare to erect the barricades. The episode is a sad indictment on the politicization of academic institutions and a clear demonstration of just why self made healthcare and media billionaire Paul Ramsey came to believe such a project would be so vital. Without doubt, it is being opposed because it seeks broadly to be in favor of Western civilization rather than to be ambivalent or antipathetic. This might not be too much to ask for from any Western university or indeed any institution vaguely familiar with human history and the prosperity, systems and liberties that have been developed. It should almost go without saying that this does not and cannot mean any consideration of Western civilization should be uncritical. That would be absurd. But it ought not be too much to expect that any organization aiming to deal in intelligent inquiry can recognize the trend of progress in arts and literature, politics and democracy, academia and innovation, as well as many other spheres, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. like, and, you on and on
1: it goes. So well, yeah. So what were they trying to say? That Western civilization, postmodernism
2: never happened. Postcolonialism. Yeah. Colonialism yeah right. okay.
3: Just accept that it's been good, all right. Like that's mm. really the. Mm.
2: What are your it's thoughts? It's been very good for them, I imagine. <laughs> like. Good. Good for some people.
1: Yeah, like, great you should for see others. My super. Terrible for. Yeah. My super. Voiceless billions.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Melanie?
0: Uh I just saw this heading and I thought, I really like how they're disguising what's really going on here with an easy sort of scapegoat. Basically, it's a heading from the Australian Tony Abbott blamed over failure of Western civilization course.
1: Wow. Should should wow. Uh, maybe <laughs> just erase that last word. And uh <laughs> yeah. and no, that, you know, course is yeah. Western
3: no, but yeah, it yeah. works.
1: It works. Yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. The
3: course of Western civilization, not the course about Western <laughs> yeah. civilization. Yeah. <laughs> That's Tony pretty Abbott.
1: great. Tony Abbott. Tony. A sim- symptom of the failure of he's Western a, civilization. He's the yeah. alpha
3: and the omega for Western civilization.
1: <laughs> he's the suppository. God, God love you, Tony. He? Yeah. He's, a, he's yeah. the
3: suppository, you <laughs>
2: That's good because just before ANU made their decision, he had published an op-ed oh, in God. which he stated a as a board member that we are not just about but for, for Western yeah. civilization. Mm. And, he, yeah, yeah. and a lot of conservatives kind of <laughs> hate him for saying that because he, he sabotaged it.
3: We've talked around it and assumed it, but can someone tell us a bit about the background of sort of culture wars that this Ramsey Centre is sort of? arriving in? Can anyone give us a pithy view? Anyone read Mark no. Davis's <laughs> Gangland? Just like,
1: just like all Greens voters we can't actually speak in depth about any... yeah. yeah, yeah, no, the, the Greens yeah. door knocks. Where yeah, you, yeah, 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 exactly. go, um, I don't uh,
3: know, she's indigenous, just, can yeah, we just Yeah, exactly,
1: uh, you know can we climate just, change, um, we don't want to die, I mean do not, you want to die? Who wants to yeah. die? Not me, <laughs> hey, please, am I going to die? This is terrifying. Have an existential crisis This, this um, is also my
3: my cynicism against the socialists as well like, yeah. I've never been to an event like a a progressive event Where the socialists Haven't been there With a stall mm. Pushing their case In like the worst Possible way Oh yeah The most terribly Articulated ideas that, Like yeah, the yeah.
0: badge That I bought once That said Fuck Tony Abbott oh, And yeah. after I reread that I was like After I bought it yeah. I was like Oh Oh no That's oh, not articulated well Yeah so I was yeah. like Oh would you Oh Would
3: you oh, like, yeah.
0: No yeah.
3: Oh Okay
0: poorly Now articulated, I've, I've been thinking Socialist Alliance
1: i do it <laughs> that's that's got to be alternative alliance would be petition tony abbott for change or something like that i i would probably characterize the situation as minority groups increase in representation people who hold who have held power for however many years feel like the the correction is in fact some kind of overcorrection and so that there's the pushback there i mean Mm. that's how i would
3: yeah yeah. okay yeah what do you guys think of if I, if I said something like, especially having read Mark Davis's Ganglands years ago, that there's a greater kind of national mapping where conservatives own the private sector and the real world and getting out there and being self-made, and of course we don't talk about all the trusts and the mm. inheritance and the you mm. know original theft of the land and the forced violence of capitalism and all that kind of stuff, that stuff gets analysed in the tertiary sector in the universities, which the right have largely said, okay, go and have your literati, feminati, queer, mind-washing, mm That's right. Yeah, do it all there in your little ivory towers, which are completely yeah. alienated from real people's lives, even though the target of your analyses is always like the real world. So it, it's been like a seeded, almost feels to me sometimes, almost like, an agreed carve-up because then the left struggles to engage and enunciate in the business world, say, in the Mm. corporate sector. But, I mean, actually you see, I mean, I feel like there's so many elements. I mean, we might do like a future episode on um, corporate responsibility and when sort of corporations like come out and make, make strong moves. But for now, I would just like what do you think of the idea that there's sort of like a demarcated kind of carve-up where the tertiary ground was sort of seeded and that maybe one of the really controversial things about the Ramsey Centre is that it's trying to stake that ground back and saying, no, we want to push the intellectual side of conservatism in the tertiary sector. Yeah. What would you think well, about like, that?
1: It's like you know, identity, identity politics was the domain of the left, mm. you know, mm. and um, they had total kind of autonomy over yeah. that. And questions identity.
3: It's like, have your identity, we're making yeah, money. Absolutely,
1: so- you know, and, uh, and now there's, there's some kind of pushback. It's like, hang on, us on the right want to do ID poll and not just far right, us in the... But not even you know, identity
3: po- I mean, it's not just identity politics. It's like long-term, like structural analysis and change of our social systems, you know, that's a deep... That 's like a deep left concern that is sort of mm. yeah, pushed yeah, yeah. and analyzed and propagated yeah. in the tertiary sector, linked to public policy and then you have these floating third party partnerships that aren't the government and aren't the not the institution they're coming in and sort of attaching themselves there's a much more nefarious. Well, I don't know if it's nefarious. I'm not necessarily saying I don't it's really nefarious. know what nefarious
1: means. Um, it's dodgy. Dodgy. Well, I think it might be dodgy, you know, because I mean, one of the we talk about public-private partnerships, right? And that's kind of been the model for so much government policy. And but now we have private-private partnerships. Yeah, yeah. So the public sector's I mean? outsourcing to yeah. the
3: private sector, and the uh, yeah. private. You know, my friend runs a digital media company. They literally got second. they literally had this client, which was the innovation department, and their job was to tell the innovation department what innovation was, Uh you know, <laughs> yeah. you know sort of ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, amazing. Well, what do you think of that little picture that I carved out, Mel and Ben?
2: Yeah, it's pretty accurate because there's, the, the identity politics is being imported into, you know, like, Tolstoy and Qantas at the forefront of kind of like gay marriage campaign, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Mm-hmm. But it's not like leftists are going in there and saying, "Well, this basic market model that you're running in Qantas is exploitative, and I think you need to socialise the business." It's mm, like yeah. they won't take that off. But yeah, public public well, private, private partnerships, if you if you wish, like that's been going on for ages with think tanks like the IPA. Yes, so, yes. Which just this week was uh, was revealed that the Gina Reinhardt Big surprise it has actually been they've the, well donated two point seven million this year about to the same, IPA yeah about
3: so the IPA same last year Institute of Public Affairs for people out there wondering it is. you know the, the when the the Tony Abbott and Joe Hockey handed down their ridiculous punitive budget uh, in twenty thirteen that was really a step too far that was like you could put it up against the IPA's kind of mm-hmm. policy hit list. And it just was ticking off one by one, the biggest, like all the welfare safety net and total privatization and just a real neoliberal sort of free market.
2: Yeah, the free market. Attack. It's a libertarian think tank and yeah. climate denial think tank. And I then, then a
3: lot do. of their people who have appeared in the media over the last five years, like Tim Wilson, the guy who looks like young Mr. Burns, James Patterson. You know, these guys <laughs> yeah. then walk yeah. into He's these pretty. safe seats and these kind of like next gen and and interesting when it comes to measuring and mapping like identity politics and other structural leftist ideas say is that these these guys come in and tim wilson was like oh yeah i'm gay let's have gay marriage and malcolm turnbull's done it as well and james patterson's done it where then this is all coming from the ipa where we'll grab a couple of identity politics issues which we know will hit people experientially hit them in the heart and convince them that we're really not such bad guys Mm -hmm. but actually no one is going after any of the, like, the big structural reforms that would, that part of the, like the left agenda that gets developed. What do you think yeah. about that? Yeah. So
2: the, the IPA um, have never disclosed their funding, and they don't have to. That's fine. We all know. Okay. Well, yeah, you know, you follow the money. But because there's been a real war within the Reinhardt family over their billions, over, I think, her father's billions, there's been court cases that have subpoenaed documents that have actually found out that Reinhardt donated this money over the last few years to the IPA. And the IPA's only comment was to say, well, 80% of our funding comes from individual donations. And yet the budget for the IPA is about $6 million a year. Okay. So, sorry, yeah, this is a corporate donation, the Reinhardt donation. Yeah. So that's about a third. So mm. How can you put 87 plus one third and get yeah. to 100%? Yeah. They are using very,
3: very dodgy figures. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like Netflix and their ratings. Like, how do we know so hard to tell. But they're Um, they're a toxic organisation.
1: IPA. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I think think the Ramsey Centre is even more insidious than the IPA because the Ramsey Centre is an educational entity. The IPA...
2: It's just propaganda.
1: it's It's
3: just propaganda. No one is a student at the IPA. Well, here's the like. Yes, I I know. I know what you're saying, but the the IPA—it's not just propaganda. It's it's rhetorical development, and this is why I think it's so interesting. This is why I sort of asked you guys: Do you agree with this idea of this sort of territory, sort of carve up in a? kind of left right culture war that's sort of been running, you know, arguably since the end of the Second World War, but especially since like the sixties and seventies. If we sort of accept that, I, I think it's a bit of a fiction because because actually what's been happening since the basically since the oils the oil shocks in the seventies has been that the conservative and neoliberal politics has been far better developed, not in terms of, well, in terms of the propaganda, they've developed their rhetoric. So the funding of, of conservative think tanks to really perfect rhetoric and voter intention and you know all the stuff about heart you know hearts and minds and people voting voting that way rather than on like overt policy issues the right have creamed the left all over the western i mean <laughs> if we're talking about advocating putting forward western civilization across the anglo sphere in canada the us the UK, New Zealand and Australia, it's been an absolute like Australia's at odds because it had labor governments in the 80s who deregulated markets and went with that stuff. Everywhere else it was you know it was Thatcher and Reagan and and there's been just an overwhelming and then there's a bit of a blowback where a nominal left comes in. But essentially we you know we all feel don't we that we've just yeah. been sort of sliding to the right and whichever nation's labor party just caves on a few issues to kind of claw back that middle but the right go oh really cool we're already three steps ahead of you buddy and they know how to move way further to the right and just drag the whole debate to the right Um, which I feel like that's really changed since like the 80s that some of the norms for what's like the middle space in in Australian politics and when you read some of the political science books about like elections and messaging and don't think of an elephant you know oh, the, yeah. and these yeah. where, these books about why the why are labor movements and traditional left ideas struggling in terms of votes and why is it the free market you know free market's not good for everyone but everyone votes for it why so it's it's partly there's a really strong role of these right wing think tanks even though our, our imagined map is that the left has sort of gained the ground of these tertiary institutions but there these right wing think tanks that are actually doing all this work that's blasting the left out of the water and, of course, tertiary institutions not relevant, ivory tower stuff, purely theoretical, waste of government money. This is the strong dominant idea. So I'm taking way too long to say this, I'm sorry. But if the left has managed to kind of dominate the analyses of tertiary institutions, then it's like when the police let you do your march and you say, oh, well, we'll march here and here. Oh, no, Mm -hmm. that's a bit inconvenient. Can you turn right instead of left? Oh, yeah, sure. We all just want to get along. Whereas if you want to do something radical and, and really do something that's going to make a difference, the thing you need to do is not cooperate with the authorities, by almost by definition. What, what do you think? That's a lot of bullshit. I'm sorry, I'm going to cut it down in post. It's
2: not so much neoliberalism, I think, versus like left cultural politics. I think what we've got is a progressive neoliberalism that embraces a lot of the, the left identity politics so that it can present like neoliberalism as kind of universal and as progressive. Whereas if you strip that away, then it looks a whole lot more like 19th century capitalism, which is... Just brutal. How so? How so? so? so because pursuit. they had no protections at all. Right. It was completely yeah. liberal capitalism. Dying in mines and factories and throwing feces yeah. no in the No regulations at all. Yeah. I just had something like, completely factual to say about uh, the culture wars. Oh, shocking. I know. That it started in America, obviously. The right over here imported it directly from America. And it kind of basically stayed the same shape with a few... Variations.
3: Is that fair to say the right did it, and it wasn't that the left that it sort of manifested here? Because Australia, we inherit this like hodgepodge of English and American culture. Is it, or is it like no? The right brought it in specifically and started the culture war. Yeah. Well, to me, the culture war is a is
2: is a right wing directed program against progressive left thinking. Progressive left thinking wasn't wasn't a war. It was critical, but it wasn't a war. Mm. It's a war because the right came in and said right didn't say well, we've got a different point of view. The right has said, your point of view sucks, you suck. Like, <laughs> fucking, it's <laughs> more. Like,
3: yeah. I feel like the left, the left is a guy in a pub going, you're a dickhead, but I'm also a dickhead. And then the right is like, you're a dickhead, but I'm not a dickhead.
2: <laughs> Which pubs do you <laughs>
3: like, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The, the, right, the right have, have pubs. <laughs> less capacity for kind of
2: self-effacing reflexivity. I yeah, think. they imported it here. And one of the things they imported was the idea that um, leftists have taken over the institutions, especially the universities. And they've tried out all their statistics, like nine out of 10 humanities professors are of the left, or are liberal, as they say in the US. And that might be true, but you have to be really smart to become a professor. So maybe it's just like really smart people tend to adopt a leftist politics. The more you find yeah. out, the less Because they've become. got a broader view and they can analyse more sharply. They've got better intellectual firepower than yeah. those right-wingers. I think right-wingers. that bears
0: true in the Greens party. Isn't there like a staple stat around the membership? The membership is on average more highly educated. There's a few boxes
3: that yeah. get yeah. in. Yeah, workers not of- allowed there's some interesting, yeah, like and, and things like um, when people vote blind on policy, they come out green, but there's more, you know, which leads you to question why, the, you know, voting patterns are more sort of tribalistic or something. But also, I think I'll be the first person, as like an exited campaigner, I would be the first person to question whether that's just not that fantastic self-talk that tribes do to say, yes, of course, we're smarter and we know better. Like, you know, Labor are going to their meetings going, yeah, change from them within. What are those stupid greenies know? You know, so everyone's got their sort of self-ratifying kind of dogmas or whatever. So I, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. And also, I think working, I think like campaigning for progressive organisations has taught me that stupidity is triple partisan for sure. <laughs> like I've met, I've met some of the most amazing people, but also clearly some of the stupidest people uh, ever. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. In the greens <laughs> yeah, you know, in the Greens. Well, thanks for adding the Greens specifically. But yeah, but in the in the union movement, in the Greens, in community organisations, just, yeah, organizations, organizations, just no point. Just generally, yeah. You know, it's. I think it was uh what's his name, John Stewart, George Bernard Shaw. <laughs> Close. <laughs> uh, I think it was uh, Gramsci who uh, who said, "It's great to have a heart of gold, but it's not much good if you've got a head like a bag of rocks." No, I don't know. Is, is,
1: that, what he, is no. that what somebody said? No. Is that what somebody said? No. Okay. Okay.
3: Right.
1: Yeah, I would just say that, you know... Probably cut that. Stu- stupidity... <laughs> cut that now. Stu- stupidity is, does not discriminate, I would say. Stupid that, yeah, that's good. That's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it doesn't discriminate between somebody who is uh, traditionally uneducated, and it doesn't discriminate between people who have a master's degree or higher. Like, Abbott, <laughs> Abbott went to Oxford right how did all, he all all get Cambridge Cambridge there or <laughs> head rugby in.
2: or rowing wasn't it boxing yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah that's how
1: he got yeah so you know lots lots of uh well-educated people with very very stupid positions on things or just misinformed
3: well i think and uh yeah i think people yeah, get stupid from their personality so mm-hmm. someone's personality like they've, they've got all the smarts in the world but then the personality like carves them down along certain lines like like i could I think I could be like a good business person, like I really think I could, but my personality stops me from developing that, like I'm never going to be this sort of instrumental kind of free market business person, like I'm never going to do that, it's not a limitation of my intellectual power, it's a limitation of my personality and my core beliefs. Mm. Yeah, it has more to do with your values orientation, which... Something you had, on my deep desire to just suck off the fat of the land through uh, the welfare system, yeah, and take yeah. live on the taxes yeah. of the heavy lifters. Mm-hmm. Part of
1: that is up to you, and the other part is up to your upbringing or the
3: cultural gatekeepers. Yeah, like anyway. at the anyway. Ramsey Centre. Then closing ideas about the Ramsey Centre. Where's it going? What do you think's going to happen? What needs to happen? I just always wonder about like this cohort of students who come out.
2: Yeah, they'll kind of be employable in certain businesses, but across the general employment market, I hope they'll be a bit tainted. Oh, so your degree is from the the Ramsey Centre. Well, we don't really want you around here because we've got some progressive people in our organisation and you're probably going to cause conflict. So if they start to become unemployable or if it's the fact that they're only going to get their degree and then go and work for their daddy's law firm anyway, then what's the point of having that centre? Do something else right-wing, but don't taint a university, one of our great universities with it.
3: Would you be more upset if it became another kind of feeding grounds for, like, safe liberal seats, or more upset if it became like a feeding grounds for safe labour seats?
2: Well, it's a bachelor's degree,
3: so it's
2: going to be a feeding ground for people in their 20s who probably won't get parachuted into seats. You don't reckon? Only people who drop out get parachuted into seats. (laughs) A little bit of life
3: experience, unless you're James Patterson, before you can get
0: have to do your time. These IPA the guys, You're man. Do
3: your time. I think that's the point. Yeah, they do their time in this organization, but it's it's just as not the real world as whatever the tertiary sector is or is not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. James yeah. Patton didn't work a real job. Now he's representing, working. Now he's like the next generation of hand me those Howard Battlers and. You know, I'll, I'll make sure they're voting for us, you know, in 30 years' time. So Ben, you, you've spent a lot of time in the tertiary sector about that ivory tower, accusation, the detachment from reality. Any, any sort of pushback or, or second thought about that? Uh, well, that's why I'm there, really. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like. So because you tried to register an ABN and was like, fuck it, I'm out. I'm just going to do my postdoc. Yeah, like, I mean, university's a utopia for me. It's a socialist utopia. Why is that? Well, it's got shared
2: resources, for one thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's somewhere that's non-judgmental. Yeah. So it's kind of a, it's a safe haven for people who are a bit unusual. Yeah. And and it's got a fuck-off good library. So okay. That's that's not exactly socialism, but it's as close as you can get to it in, in town. Where else? Apart from trades Hall, maybe.
0: If those conditions were all present at this center, would you consider along with a hefty pay increase being co-opted
2: yeah, yeah, I've been as a plan B kind of cultivating a right wing identity, just um you know just, in just case. for that very purpose, yep. yeah, yeah,
0: what
1: lot...
2: would that
3: look like? What would you have to transform your views like
2: what direction would you move in? Just my intellectual content, nothing substantial, mm. yeah, just that really
3: being this like exited progressive, I've thought of cultivating a persona that's like. I realize now that the left is deeply hypocritical and therefore we've got no, there's no social license with which we can ask anyone else to change, so now I'm just sort of going with it and I'm going to do change from the inside, bam, I'm joining the Liberal Party and I'm just going to like grease the wheels for my consultancy. And collect a lot of data for 10 years and then hopefully destroy the entire party from the inside. That was one idea I had. We'll I love think.
0: it. I love it. It's not
3: going to work. They'll grind you down. You'll become one of theirs. Or will what I? was
0: uh, the Midnight Oil? <laughs> no, I will. You're... What was his
3: name? <laughs> Peter, Peter Garrett. <laughs> Garret. Oh, yeah. Have
0: you interviewed Sad.
3: him? Have you done an interview, interview him. with him? I've tried interviewed... What went wrong, do you I think the, the norms that he... Because what was the big organisation Peter Garrett worked for before he... ACF. Midnight he Oil. Was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that was the multiple Aria award. That was, big. Well, yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> soon to be friends of yours. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: no, yeah. So it was the ACF, was it? Mm. So I, I think the norm, I think the bureaucratic norms that he accepted when he did that role, it kind of that was his stepping Prime stone team. into politics, yep. and I think that stripped him a lot of, of his potential effectiveness. Of his yeah, yeah, I think, it, I think it showed up his lyrics as lyrics, uh. as empty signs or whatever. Mm. Well. This is sort of a depressing, sad <laughs> note, but it's like in the last couple of weeks we've talked about really serious, really serious topics and it's ended up being somehow sort of empowering and uplifting, but today we've talked about serious stuff, but we've taken the piss a bit more, but now we've ended yeah. on a bit of a down note, which I don't know. Not a really. Sort of, no? You know, yeah. feel? Can't um, tie it all together in an like
2: uplifting conclusion. <laughs>
3: yeah. I don't know if I can, man. It sounds like we're just kind of trying to do our best to hold off the march of these sort of powerful moneyed forces. And, I mean, also, I have to finish this podcast and go and send my CV to the Ramsey Center, like, straight oh, away, totally. because I need a job because of casualization <laughs> in the tertiary. <laughs> <laughs> but where do you send it Tony Abbott's electoral? I'm sending it or? straight to Tony. Yeah,
2: yeah. totally. We went up yeah. to his electoral office in uh, Manly. Did you? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just obviously he's a man of people. It's just down some shitty kind of walk through alleyway next to some barbers. And we went up there and he was obviously on the poly pedal at the time. But you have to kind of like buzz in. What do you want? Like, oh yeah, you yeah. Come up, okay, okay. No, well, Mr. Abbott's not here. But if you want to want him to call you back or want to make a appointment, just fill out this form. Great. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, and? It did well? We weren't there to actually make an appointment. We had a troll in, but asked did his, you put that you on the for form? Call. No, call I asked back. his staff for like. So between you and me, are Tony's leadership ambitions still alive and well. <laughs> and he said, "Well, Mr.
3: Abbott is very happy representing the me- the public, the consumers of Warringer." Yeah, okay. I think it's amazing that Tony Abbott's office is in a suburb called Manly
2: because <laughs> he's so effeminate.
3: No, he's wow. so manly. He's just a taut, rippled fifties. Budget like,
0: smuggler.
3: It's just like demographically contested muscle mass, you know? And Boxing he's. Just, and we all just know he's just got like the hardest little nuggets down there that are just <laughs> ready to go at any time. And I just love <laughs> that about Tony. Mm, so this is a just, different uh, podcast. So many different. Yeah, <laughs> might be. Yeah. So. Uh, big, great, great men you, of the right
1: podcast. Great men of
3: <laughs> Hot men, hot, hot naps of the right. Yeah. Uh look i don't know hashtag it's i like, don't just want to cuddle
1: <laughs> yeah it's, it's hard to talk about the ramsey center in a positive way the only positive is that it didn't go ahead at anu yeah. you
3: know but where like, do you think where's it going to end up mm, do you think well i don't know where it'll end up but
1: charles sturt this, guess, this potentially james cook University shout out to
3: that. charles sturt and james cook graduates yeah Represent yeah I, I don't know yeah. but, but I, I think
1: I think instead of us going, oh we're just desperately trying to hold off these kind of inevitable changes that are happening, we could just frame it in a more positive way say there was there's this person a lot of money went into this, a lot of you know resources, and it didn't make it through it didn't make it over the line and there's nothing to indicate that it will make it over the line. Is I it mean,
0: still live? Like, is still it's, it's still in negotiation, still with, in Sydney. negotiation with
2: Sydney. And I you think could, UWS. Wrong. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, and there was that climate sceptic. I think it was like Dutch or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and with he tra- yeah, with the Western Uni Australian
0: University Yeah, Western Australian universities a couple oh, of years that. ago oh, in, in Adelaide. Oh, that's where that could, could be a yeah. perfect yeah, marriage Yeah, and, and so it was,
1: just a, it was a similar thing. A lot of private money going into a university to try and set up this new, um, incredibly skewed department and course, you know, heavily and, and overtly political. And it didn't make it over the line then. That was years ago.
0: So the market will regulate. So we'll just watch this space. No, the market.
1: <laughs> no, the market. What?
0: Sorry. I just when
1: when people say that, I just I, I have a real hard time
2: seeing the yeah, humour. Can't laugh at uh, that. Yeah, yeah. Not great. Yeah. So,
1: so look, that group, that climate skeptic group, tried multiple times a couple of years ago in different contexts and. Neither one of those universities allowed it to continue, allowed it to actually reach completion.
3: If uh, they sort of went around all the G8, like the top universities that they want, the real elitist ones... And then they all said, no, no, no. And they ended up sort of having to pitch to TAFEs and then be like, oh, shit. But we've
0: stripped the funding from TAFE. Right, right. You gotta <laughs> <hit>. They're on <laughs> their knees. Exactly
3: right. They're on their knees. Oops. And then Labor are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We meant that. We meant that. We knew you were going to try and put your Ramsey Centre in TAFE. And that's why we let TAFE die. There's room for big... Ironies here, I reckon. Yeah, okay. I accept this is
1: that. I accept optimistic that. thinking. But um but look, just the right <laughs> continues to try, the right continues to fail. And um They're
3: running the entire world. Yeah, what do you mean they're failing for the except for the
1: universities? <laughs> anyway, just trying to put a positive <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just wanna say thanks to everyone for listening out here. Please check us out. Uh, we're trying to really build our audience so if you've liked what you've heard, please refer it on to your mates and family and friends and, I guess, work colleagues you really trust. Mm. Yeah, a little NSFW. I don't know. But look, yeah. and get the word out. We're trying to build up what we're doing on Facebook so you can find us there at Dissatisfunctional. Or if you just search for the leader? just how you think it was. <laughs> totally. You'll read the notes below. You can copy and paste. This is my anti-marketing leftism coming through where I decided to name a whole project Dissatisfunctional. But then, uh, yes, we're also on our YouTube page, which is Dissatisfunctional TV. Again, a link in the notes below. Um, we are looking to get to 100 subscribers so that we can uh, get a custom URL when we have 100 subscribers. I've met all the other criteria that we need but i hate having the 27 letters and characters and stuff in the url there so we did a pretty hilarious satirical no campaign for the equal marriage vote so yeah look hopefully you've enjoyed the conversation today you can tell that we're all kind of dirty leftists, but I, you know we're also up for like critiquing ourselves and critiquing the left and trying to give due credit where it applies. So, um, you know, of course, we're not objective or anything like it. What does that even mean? Write in and tell us what's on your mind because we will read out your letter and your issue. If you've had a particular experience with universities or you've got particular thoughts about that, then uh, let us know. And from next Tuesday, we'll have new episode out and we'll probably resume our, our fortnightly production schedule from then. So thanks for being with us. See you later.
0: Well, I'm not going to get into what I know or what I don't know. Here's what I know. No one is the suppository
1: of all wisdom. It's like medicine, though. You have to, you have absolutely. to write the stuff, or else
3: what are, you, what are you going to do with the feelings inside? So it's okay to yeah. send people um, off to war or to, to be depending killed, depending on the, depending on the soundtrack.
1: Depending on the soundtrack, yes, you yes. know. And as long um,
3: as we're bringing
1: them home with yeah, the right vibe. Absolutely, you know. You wouldn't hire S Club 7 to play you off in your funeral. I don't know. Would you? For, Vanessa
3: Well Vanessa <laughs> no Amarosi performed at my old basketball coach's funeral. Yeah, right. Uh yeah. Did, did
1: she sing absolutely everybody, everybody, everybody? No, it was absolutely the, um... very, in the whole world, but except for you. Because you <laughs> you're dead.
3: <laughs> you passed on. Please tune in to the supplementary for episode four, which is Tom doing spoken word of every song you never wanted to hear done. (laughs) A spoken word, which I think is just a total crowd. Yeah, absolutely. I'll book some time with you after Um, this, Tom.
1: Thank you.